0: Hey, it's Anita and this is the Anita Poche Show. Hello everybody, welcome to the Anita Po Show where it is my pleasure to keep you up to date with topics around Bitcoin on a global stage and also the local impact it has on people like you and me. My guest today is Franco Amati. Franco is the founder of Bitcoin Argentina and also a member of the team at La BitConf, which is the biggest Bitcoin conference in Latin America. And we're going to talk about the situation in Argentina and how Bitcoin is supporting the people of Argentina in their financial business and uh, money <laughs> uh, situation. And, um, before we start, I also wanted to tell you about something new. You can now listen to this podcast inside the Sphinx chat app and also in the Breeze app. Breeze is a Bitcoin wallet and also a podcast player, which is quite new and exciting. And you can now listen to podcasts and at the, ta- at the same time stream Satoshis to me, the content creator. This is a great model for the future, using uncensorable money to pay for an uncensorable medium. You don't need to pay, it's voluntarily, you pay value for value. So basically, what you take out, you can donate or you pay the content producer. Would be great if you try it out. The Breeze app is basically very easy to install and to use, And I'm looking forward to meet you in one of those apps. And now, before we start with the interview, a short message from my sponsors, and then on to the show. Enjoy! Many people worry about the right storage for their Bitcoin. And yes, holding them isn't always easy. The safest way is offline, physically. That's why Coinfinity developed the Card Wallet, the professional and easy solution. Order it now at cardwallet.com slash anita and get 20% off. Many people worry about the right storage for their Bitcoin. And yes, holding them isn't always easy. Smartphones get lost, hard drives can crash, and online wallets get hacked frequently. The safest way of storing cryptocurrencies long-term is offline in a physical way. That's why Coinfinity developed the Card Wallet, the professional and easy cold storage solution. The Card Wallet supports various security features, such as high-quality materials and tamper-proof features, which prevent the manipulation of the card and make it a safe place for your beloved coins. Get yourself a card wallet now. You will get 20% off if you order at cardwallet.com slash Anita. That's cardwallet.com slash Anita. Do you want to stay up to date with the things that happen in Bitcoin from my point of view? Then Subscribe to Anita's Weekly, my newsletter with articles, videos, quotes, short tips on how to use Bitcoin and all that for free. Subscribe to Anita's Weekly at Anita.link slash weekly. Hello, Franco Amati. Welcome to the Anita Posh Show. Glad to have you.
1: Hi, Anita, how are you? Thanks for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm
0: fine, thanks. You are so welcome. I was looking forward to this interview because I got to know you uh, last year at the Global Bitcoin Meetup, where Bitcoin Argentina and Bitcoin Austria were also presenting.
1: Yeah, Yes, I remember. I did a presentation about the situation in Argentina, something like that.
0: Exactly, and that's also what we're going to talk about today. Um, but before, please introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: Okay, well, uh, well I, I'm a Bitcoiner. I like to say I'm, I'm just a Bitcoiner. I'm someone that is using Bitcoin for the last decade. decade. Uh, I began with some friends. We started the, the community here doing meetups in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And when the the meetups get bigger and bigger, bigger, then we made an association. And I, I I have been in some startups in the in the matter and and things like that. But I like to be to say I'm just a Bitcoiner, someone that uses Bitcoin daily uh, for many things. And we will talk about some of these things. I believe.
0: Exactly, but um, what have you done before you discovered Bitcoin?
1: Before uh, discovering Bitcoin, I uh, was a system system administration in company, uh, managing servers and things like things like that. And so, well, I, I when I knew Bitcoin, it was very interesting to me because of different things. I, I always like cryptography. Uh, I didn't use it much in my in my daily life, but I like how it worked, things like that, PGP, cipher. Uh, Messages, emails, um, well, so Bitcoin used some of that and used it in a particular way, different from what I was used to, Uh, so it was interesting and uh, and also was interesting from an economical and political side of things, uh, because if if that was going to be used in the future for, for many people, it could change some things. Especially in Argentina, where you, you have capital controls, you can't send money abroad. If you receive money from abroad, well, we will talk about that. Also, it's very difficult. So this helps a lot. So, <laughs> so it was interesting from many sides, from the te- technology and political economic. Mm-hmm.
0: And when and how did you hear about it the first time?
1: Uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, I know that it was before the first, first bull run in 2011 Uh become when they are to very free dollars. I was in that bull run. I, I knew Bitcoin there, but I don't know really the first time I listened about it. I believe it was in a in a website called org or RG, uh, that is a, a website where you have news about technology and science. And I believe someone someday, it, it did appear there about Bitcoin, and I read it. But I, I would love to, to know, but I'm not really sure.
0: Mm-hmm. But did you just say you were in the bull run at $3?
1: <laughs> I was in the bull run I, I, after the bull run for $3 it was. And I bought two Bitcoins there, uh, and then Bitcoin went to $2, so it was really a in the invest. But for a few times, maybe, for a year and a half, it was very bad because uh, it was uh, not even break-even. So, well, I, I had to, do, to wait for a year and a half to be break-even in, in the invest. And when it, then it went better, okay, and I, when I started using Beacon more. But it, I, I bought two Beacons just to play and to know how it was to send, to receive. And I didn't want it to, to, to try in testnet. And in that time Beacon was cheap, so I bought two for that, just for, for testing. And when it worked, it, it was interesting to, to have. And I, when the community, when, when Beacon started to, to be more new, no? I was starting to do the meetups and everything and when uh, I, I tried to be everything, uh, I tried to, my work to be in Bitcoin and in 2013 I started to be a, an informal local broker, the ones that are in Bitcoins, for example, in those days local Bitcoins accepted cash also. So we did operations in cash in Argentina, Buenos Aires. And mm-hmm. I went to, to a place and uh, I bought bitcoins and I sell those bitcoins to other people in the community. And I was there doing buying and selling because there were no other way to buy or sell bitcoins in Argentina. There were no exchanges in those days. So it was one of the first. There were many of us that were doing informal exchanges, and then. The thing got bigger and bigger, more people got into it. We, get, we have now had more than 10 exchanges of Bitcoin in Argentina, so there's a lot. And uh, I, I I stopped doing that many, many years ago, but well, it was my first Bitcoin related mm-hmm. uh, work.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, in your bio, I think it also says that you're also a member of the team from La Bitconf. When yes, uh, did you, when was the first LaBitCon con- con- conference?
1: La Bitcoin is the, the, the biggest conference in the, in the topic in Latin America. And the first one was in Buenos Aires, because <laughs> we were in Buenos Aires, so it was logically the first one. And it was in 2013, in the end of 2013. It was when Bitcoin mm-hmm. got to $1,000. It was the first time Bitcoin got to 1000 and in that, those days we were having the conference, so it was a, a big moment for Bitcoin and for us for having the conference in those days. So it was great having that. Then we changed from from other to other countries. We made it in Mexico and Brazil, in Chile, in Uruguay, and many others. Uh, we will see. It's once a year. Uh, we will see in the future if the pandemic stops a little. Maybe we get back to doing the conference and everything.
0: Um, what's the next country that's planned? I didn't hear everything. maybe you said it
1: uh, no we wanted to to do it in Guatemala uh, but the, then the pandemic uh, the pandemic arrived and we do it digitally online, but we hope to do it uh, back on in in person mm-hmm. in Guatemala, but not sure it will be this year maybe the next one
0: okay, yeah. Um, yeah so now let's talk a little bit about uh, Bitcoin in Argentina, and maybe you can start with the general situation in Argentina uh, because I think um, your the the way you people have to handle financial um, uh, infrastructure is quite difficult. Can you uh, explain us um, how banking the banking system basically works yeah. in uh, well does not work in Argentina? <laughs>
1: Yes, of course. Yes, the situation is, for example, we have, uh, we have Argentinian pesos here. We have an inflation of uh, 50% annual inflation uh, in, in Argentinian pesos, 50%. Oh. Also, you are not allowed to buy money from abroad. You, you are not allowed to buy dollars or, or euros or something like that. Only a few, very, very few people are allowed to buy $200 uh, per month, but only few, I can do that. And most people are not allowed to do that. I believe it's more like less than 5% of people are allowed to, to buy only $200 in euros, a little less. It's $200 always. And in other uh, currency, it's less than that. It's the same. That's 200 So it would be, I don't know in euros, but 100 and something. Also, the other t- situation we have is that uh, if you receive money from abroad, for example, someone send us uh, 100 euros to someone in Argentina, to a bank account in Argentina, uh, you have a confiscation of uh, 40% these days uh, and you don't receive the euros, you receive Argentinian pesos. Even if you send me euros, my bank account is forced by the government to give me Argentinian pesos. Okay? And those Argentinian Pesos are uh, with a 40, more or less 40% of discount. Why? This is the very important thing. Why this is happening? Because it's not really a tax. What we have is that the, the government says that there, uh, the, the currency rate between dollars or euros are and Argentinian Pesos is the one that the government says. Okay? But that's not really true. Uh, when you go to Google, for example, and you change uh, dollars to Argentinian pesos, it will give you the official rate, the government rate. Okay? But this that is not the real rate that happens in the market. If you you exchange with me in the streets of something, you will get a, a far better rate. Okay? What the government is doing is by using a, an unoffic- a, a fake rate, they get uh, a cut of your money that is, is received. Okay. So most, a lot of people are trying to do, to use some other things to receive money from abroad. And the government tried to stop those things from happening. So then the money that comes from outside uh, for example, from people that both that, bought, uh, that uh, export things, something like that is, is less. So, so that's the situation, and Bitcoin starts being used there. For for example, in some works, uh, yesterday a newspaper um, uh, put a, a notice about how developers, software developers, were using a lot of Bitcoin uh, because if you, if you if you if you work from a company from from abroad, from not from Argentina, and if you want to receive the money they pay you. You don't want that 40% discount in the price of Argentinian pesos and dollars. So we try to use another thing. And many software developers are starting because, so okay, software developers are more friendly, Bitcoin is more friendly to them because they, they are technology guys, guys and girls. So, so, so are the, some part of the people that are using Bitcoin. Uh, most people from abroad believe that Bitcoin is used a lot here because of inflation. But that's not really the case. We have inflation, we are used to having inflation and we can buy dollars, even if it's illegal, we can buy dollars, euros and everything. We have these places called Cuevas, that they are illegal, but they happen. And you go there with Argentinian pesos and they give you dollars or euros and the other thing. So we can get out of inflation by using these places, these informal, technically illegal places, okay? But when you receive money from abroad, you can do that because you can't use cash from with money from abroad. So that's, that, that, that's the thing. And many people are using Bitcoin and or, or also other things that are even more difficult from Bitcoin. For example, uh, before Bitcoin, many companies were used to do, to do this. Follow me here. Uh, There are some companies in Argentina that are are traded, the stocks uh, are traded in in Buenos Aires, okay? In the Merval, the the local stock exchange. And some of those companies are also traded in the New York Stock Exchange. So before many companies, what we're doing, and still many are still doing that because it has a bigger volume and and more liquidity, what they're doing was uh, buying stocks in New York and selling those stocks in Argentina. So that way they jump the capital controls by buying stock in the USA and selling in Argentina. And they are are not interested in the stock, okay? They are just interested in getting money to Argentina uh, in a legal way, but without the the 40% cut so they do that uh well, well of course many people start doing the same with bitcoin they buy bitcoin abroad and they sell it in argentina locally jumping the 40 percent uh, cut so i believe in bitcoin one of the more important cases here is that not not inflation it could be some but the most important for me is capital controls and it's not only from receiving money also you can uh, send money to abroad without special permission and it's not easy to get that permission so it's better for me for example i have a bank account in germany uh, n 26 digital bank and if i want to send money there what i do is buy bitcoin here sell it in kraken or wisdom and from kraken or wisdom send that money with sepa to to the bank account in germany uh, because sending from a local bank account to Argentina to Germany, it's mostly impossible. Okay, so it's been used for those kind of things to money, move money inside and outside for Argentina uh, without that special cut. Of course, some people can use this, but for example, uh, people that are, are selling goods uh, or guess you can't do that because they are a physical thing. A thing. But things that you have a service, an online service, things like that, that you can. There's no physical goods. It's better because you can use these alternatives.
0: It's very interesting and hard to believe. I mean, um, the the idea that you you can't exchange money. I mean, how how do people like you like go abroad on holidays if you can't change money before you go?
1: Uh, important thing, uh, you don't really can, you have to go to the informal market illegally or buy those $200 or use credit cards uh, by cash, you can, you can go with cash. If you have the cash, you can, it's not that in the, in the, in the frontier it says, okay, you can go with cash. If you have the cash, you can go, you can use it, but uh, you can buy more cash from abroad here locally. You have to find it another way. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's more that the government knows all this stuff of do, course. Okay? Do you it's, also it's have- that, it's, it's something known, it's not that, uh, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like this.
0: <laughs> it's like it is, yeah. And do you also have limits? Like you are only allowed to cash out like 300 US dollars a month from your own account in the country?
1: is, no, if you have pesos, you can only have $200 per month. If you are have a special permission, you have to have a work in Argentina legally more than their special condition. that very few people have those conditions, but, and if you have money in your bank account in dollars, you are still can, uh, you are, you are for the moment, you can get it outside the bank. So, not many people have dollars in bank accounts these days because uh, they are afraid that something may happen from one of these days, but the government is still allowing you to have dollars in the bank account. You you can, but you can only buy 200, but you can have them in a bank account. But
0: but with 50% inflation, how then do you save money?
1: By buying uh, dollars and everything in the legal market, not in the market, not in the official and way. having
0: it having it under your mattress.
1: Yes, the many people. Yeah, and have having it at home under and, your and mattress because of security issues. There are many places, even the banks, where you have a a, a bulb or some place, a place, a safe box. In the banks, the, the all the banks have safe boxes, and those safe boxes are always full because the, all the all people are storing cash in the banks, but in the safe boxes, safe deposit box, <laughs> not in the bank accounts. Okay, and we even have other places that are not bank nor are not called banks; that are just places where you have safety deposit box, and that's it and you store cash in those places, you can store, and nobody knows what you store, but if you go there, we will believe that most, most of the things that are stored there are cash. It's crazy, for, for someone from Europe, it may be a little crazy to, to store cash in a place, physically, in a boat, and that's it, but it happens a lot here because of these things.
0: For a Bitcoiner like me, it doesn't sound so crazy, actually, (laughs) because if you are self-storaging your keys, then it's actually a perfect situation. (laughs) But aren't you scared then that the safety deposit boxes in the banks, for instance, that they could be confiscated by the government?
1: Exactly. There's always the rumor or something that, okay, the government next month is going to do that and people go there and take the cash out. But I still believe that it will be too much for the people to, to do nothing if that happens. Okay. I believe the government knows that doing that will be, it's, it's even too much for, for Argentina, going to the safe deposit box and forcing the people to open the safe deposit box. I believe it's too much, but many people are still afraid that that may happen. I don't know. I hope it doesn't happen, but if it's happened, I believe it will be crazy because many people will start to, to reveal mm-hmm. about that, that kind of things, but we never know.
0: <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Um, I think in your presentation you were telling us that there are a lot of local Bitcoin exchanges, like um, websites, online exchanges in Argentina. Is that true?
1: Yes. In a legal established exchange, we have more more than 10 of those. And we also have many people that exchange um, informally Bitcoin for dollars and and that kind of thing. We We have three things. We have first the legally establishes exchanges. Uh, I will, like, like, so for example, a local Coinbase, we don't have Coinbase. I'm using Coinbase an example, as an example to, to explain. We have other companies here. But we, you have things like Coinbase where you buy and sell Bitcoin with your local account. Okay, that's, that's, we have more than 10 of those. We also have um, peer-to-peer operations, peer-to-peer operations using bank accounts, using, for example, local bitcoins, using Binance Peer-to-Peer, and using Paxful and other companies. In those, you, you, you exchange with another guy, uh, using both the bank account of one of them, and the company is, is not really there. It's just uh, to know two people and using bank account. That's also happen- happening a lot. And that's getting really, really big in Argentina, using bank accounts locally to exchange Bitcoin. But the government doesn't know that there is a Bitcoin exchange because it's just a transfer, local transfer from from one to other. And it doesn't know why that transfer happened, but in the other way, there's Bitcoin going there. This is very popular. And there's a third way that is the cash, informal cash brokers this place is called Cuevas where you can go and exchange Bitcoin for dollars in cash and, and that's or pesos in cash. Uh, so we have these three things. Uh, all of the, all of them are more or less popular.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you have basically a tradition of black markets, like uh, where where people exchange money. I mean, I I don't know that from Austria. I think we don't have that here. I know it from Zimbabwe, where where a friend of mine she's meeting her local trader, uh, like in front of a in a, on a parking lot, and there they are exchanging money. <laughs> but I've never done this here in Austria, so. Um, I mean, so, yes. so basically the situation in Argentina for the people is, is made for Bitcoin in a way because you use it like that.
1: Yes, we, use, uh, we try to use everything like that and we use cash a lot. For example, another thing that really interesting example is if you, do a, if you sell a house or an apartment or something like that, most of those operations, exchange operations are done in cash in Argentina. It's a lot of money, it's a, it's a house, but you do it in cash uh, and mostly what you do is you, you rent a, a room in a bank when a, when a, when a security place, uh, one of the, these places that have safe deposit boxes also have rooms and meeting rooms. And when you, do, you sell a house, what you do is rent one of those rooms. You do, the two people go to the room, they exchange the dollars. They they sign the paper uh, saying the house is now mine. Okay, the contract, and and the money stays in the safe deposit box there because of security issues. <laughs> so what they do that is that rent places to exchange the dollars physically. Uh, in fact, I had an example that I I said the last week in Twitter. Now from a guy that he contacted me because he knew me from other things. And he knew that I was in Bitcoin uh, and he was uh, going to live in to Chile, He's from Argentina, he went to Chile. Uh, so he wants he sell uh, the two houses he has here and he had the money and he wanted to, to send it to, to Chile where he was going to live in a few weeks. Um he tried to do that but that but the bank he he put a few of those some of those dollars in the bank when they, he wanted to do a transfer they told him because it's not, this is crazy, but it's not really a block to send the money but when you, if for, for, for individuals, but if you try to send it and the amount, the amount is big, they, they will ask you for a special permission to go to the central bank and ask for a special permission to do the wire, international wire. And many people are afraid to do that because if you do that, maybe the government will will try to investigate everything about you, know, about you and, and those kind of things. Uh, so many people say no, just do uh, do it in another way. Well, and this guy is what, what he did was buy bitcoins in Argentina and sell them in Chile. Uh, he, he bought them the bitcoins in Argentina using the cash. And in Chile, it was sell in exchange to a bank account in Chile. He had all the papers and everything, so it was, was okay. And he did that. It was crazy to do that in, in with Bitcoin, maybe, but it was the easiest way for him for not not doing the bureaucracy and the per special permissions and maybe something could happen with those special permissions. So, and he did by Bitcoin. It's not uh, very, it's not really common, but. We have so, okay, those
0: cases. And now a short break for the fact of the week, presented by local bitcoins. HODL is an expression you might hear Bitcoiners repeat often. HODL means owning Bitcoin with no intention of selling it anytime soon. Hodl is either an intentional or unintentional misspelling of the word hold. The HODL meme is said to have its origin in 2013, when a Bitcoin Talk forum user was declaring I'm HODLing, after a row of unsuccessful trades. Some Bitcoiners swear to HODLing as their investment strategy because they feel timing the market is very difficult. Also, by HODLing, you have less stress and more time to do other things instead of thinking about Bitcoin investments all the time. Thanks to local bitcoins for the fact of the week. And did he use a hardware wallet or just on his phone? Or how did he then uh, move to Chile with the the bitcoin?
1: The broker was sent to, he didn't use a wallet because he was interested in bitcoin for not for hodling, just for, for using this. So, what we do is to the local broker in Argentina. He sent his he gave the 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 wallet or the, the address the Bitcoin address of the exchange in in Chile. So the Bitcoin went from the local broker in Argentina directly okay. to the exchange in Chile. He never used a local wallet in the cell phone something like that. It was it was not really needed. Uh, and in fact, I, I told him to use stable coins because it was going to be easier for him. But unlucky for him, he couldn't because the, the I know two exchanges in Brazil, in Brazil sorry in Chile, they don't have as much as Argentina, and those exchanges in in Chile didn't have stable coins. Was, I, I was surprised a bit of that because in Argentina most of the exchanges have Bitcoin of everyone, but also have some stable coins. Some have Dai, also or some USDT tether, but some of the, all of them have one stablecoin or less, but in Chile most exchanges don't have stablecoins. so we had to buy Bitcoin and sell it in the same day.
0: Okay, but and, and why would you uh, prefer to use a stablecoin?
1: Why well, because of the volatility? Because it was in the middle of the bull run. And I'm, I'm, I'm very Bitcoiner, but in this case, uh, Stablecoin would be better for him because he was not interested in keeping the money, the, the risk is, was very few. It, it doesn't have the mm-hmm. normal, traditional stablecoin risk because all stablecoin has a risk. Uh, different, uh, Dai, sam the smart contract or the bank of the, where the money is there, if the money is still there, but, uh, but for having the stablecoin a day, I believe it would be better to use stablecoin and the Poland Italy won't be there.
0: Mm. Mm. So just to use it for the transfer and he was not interested in in holding it longer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so since you're in Bitcoin for a long time and also the founder of Bitcoin Argentina, I guess you know a lot of people who have started using uh, Bitcoin did you see a rise in 2020 and uh, from then on to now um because of the pandemic
1: yes I, I see a rise but i don't i don't believe that it's about the pandemic maybe uh, the bull runs always uh, make the community bigger it's, there are many it's many people get to bitcoin because of the of the bull runs and the price and everything but after they know how to work with bitcoin how to to use it they stay when the bitcoin the price crashes and they they stay and use bitcoin that happens a lot i know a lot of people that, that knew bitcoin because of that and then they started using bitcoin to send money abroad so sometimes there's the speculation and the the bull runs help to to make bitcoin more popular in other use cases that are important to, to argentina but still difficult for, so for some people, but it's, it's, I believe it's, it's, it's getting really good. I, I, there's, I don't remember a situation, maybe in the 2017 bull Run, that you had so many more people a day. For example, we have a forum, and in the forum we have 70,000 people now, and the, in the last year it was like 30% bigger. So it's, it's, it's a forum with people from like six, uh, seven years ago. And in the last year, it was like, I don't say half the people is from half a year last year, but uh, we are near there. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, so here in Europe, and I think also in the US, many people say we don't need Bitcoin. Bitcoin is just a tool for speculation and it should be banned because of its environmental bad impact as they think. Um, as a, yeah, as, a, as an, uh, a person living in Argentina, what is your answer to those critics?
1: Uh, I understand where the critics are coming from there, but I would say they come here and live. Live, try to live here and it's, it's, it's you, will, you will see that Bitcoin helps you a lot if, of course some people say okay if you, if you are in the strain poverty uh, poverty Bitcoin doesn't help you okay it may be true because in Argentina it's better to buy it's easier to buy dollars than buy bitcoins illegally uh, but well and uh, there are many people also that are traveling outside Argentina that are try, trying to live. You have a lot of immigration here now because of the situation and that people, Bitcoin helps a lot for them. And sometimes they have a friend or someone that will help them to how to use Bitcoin in this, in this way, special way to send them their money abroad and it's, it's happening. Uh, it's, it's, it's easy to, for example, from abroad they say, okay, you, it's, that's not really needed. Maybe you don't need it, but for the people, I, 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 I don't understand my life without Bitcoin. And I don't say in a saving thing or holding thing. I say in the living in other places uh, and to, to manage, manage money, money okay? Because uh, in Argentina, you, you can use really PayPal. even it's, it's, PayPal is, is blocked to, for doing some things and... It's very difficult so so we don't have a lot there and i don't say i don't know what more to say about people living in europe more than try try to to do the transfer and that's it you can't mm, mm, mm.
0: and um do you have maybe other examples of people um, who, with the help of Bitcoin, achieved something that they have never could have done without it? Uh,
1: from an investment point of view, a lot, of course, because in this year I see a lot of people that they saved in Bitcoin and now, well people that bought their first car using Bitcoin, people that started to live some other places or get their first house using Bitcoin. I, I have many of those examples in Argentina uh, from people in the local community, Bitcoin community, there are Bitcoiners not, uh, but Bitcoiners are also regular people, okay, but <laughs> there, are, there are many, many of those examples. Mm-hmm. And from people that's, that that, freelancers and those, I also have too many examples. Not, so, not only software developers, but people that do graphic designs and, and have their money in Bitcoin. Or many of them, not only have their money in Bitcoin, but they have the money in a bank account from abroad. And there are many people using N26, Revolut, and those kind of digital banks, and even in Argentina. And without Bitcoin, they, they would have no other way to, to get the money they receive there. The money they receive in, in a bank account in Europe, you use Bitcoin to, to get the money there, here in Argentina. Maybe they, they do the savings there in, in Europe, but from time to time, they need some of that money to come to Argentina. So they, they buy Bitcoin there, they sell it here, and that, in, that, in that way, they, they get pesos here to spend daily. Yeah, and from those examples, I have lots. We have ATMs here, ATM, Bitcoin ATMs. And we see a lot of people doing that for them, from using the ATMs for that. Also, they are not in the whole country. Maybe the capital city and a few other cities, with the most popular city, of course, the ATMs. But in the ATMs, the, the amounts are not really big. There's small amounts. Uh, there are mostly people that receive money from abroad. Some things, but not really big uh, money but they use it. Um, maybe they, 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 they don't support mm-hmm. lighting still, but uh, they have some, some fees and that, that fees are getting to be a problem for the ATMs. Uh, well, I see this situation, but well, I hope it's, it gets better when most people are using lighting networks, things like that. In Argentina, we have a lot of uh, bigger, bigger community that use lighting network. We have a wallet that is called Moon, that is the main used wallet in, here in Argentina. Um, and some people started using bitfinex because bitfinex supports lighting networks crazy but uh, in, in many years ago bitfinex were changed where you went there to use bigger amounts and now it's getting exchange that use small amounts because they support Lightning network we hope to kraken to to unpacks full that they say they're going support Lightning network that will change a lot because the local cuevas uh, what they have is a, uh, an exchange account, okay, they have an exchange account and what they do is when you buy Bitcoin with them, they usually buy them in Kraken and give it to you. What they do is that, uh, the Cuevas, uh, these informal places. And when these places support uh, Lightning Network, it's going to, uh, to get better because these days, these local Cuevas say, no, I will trade with you, but only bigger than bigger um, than something. So if you go to a Cueva with a bigger, small amount, they say, you know, I would not trade Bitcoin with you for small, very small amounts. So this gets in a, it's a problem here. And, and when I go to Paxful and Light and Kraken to support Lightning network, this may change because I see a lot of people using, for example, Moon, that is the main wall here in the community. But when they go to a Cueva, they say, no, Lightning Network, now. I, I want to use Bitcoin And they can't because the the amount is too small. But, well, I hope that that change all happens with Ethereum, Mm -hmm. with stable coins. In fact, many people are starting. uh, Binance is used a lot, And many people is getting to get an account in Binance so they can trade with the Cuevas and everything inside Binance using Binance Smart Chain. That's happening a lot also. Most people that trade uh, Bitcoin have a Binance account to. To don't have fees, and they have the, they trade Bitcoin from pesos using the Binance account, and that happens a lot. I don't. I, I believe Binance is not really popular in United States and maybe in Europe like other changes, but in Argentina it's getting really, really popular. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. But maybe uh, actually one could say that Bitcoin in Argentina is not so much. I mean, it's of course also a store of value. And if you can hold it, then, uh, you in the long run can profit of it. But basically it's used, uh, as a, a, a means of exchange, like a, a payment railway. So it enables you to do financial transactions that you could otherwise not do. That's the main yeah. focus, I think, as I understand yeah, from a, what you're saying.
1: No, to tell you the truth, not the main focus. O sea, it's still, most people that buy Bitcoin is still for the invest, for holding, or and, uh, for speculation. This is still the main use, okay? But I believe the second use is this, and it's more popular than most other countries in Argentina. O sea, they they using using Bitcoin for. Mm-hmm for jumping capital control, or for, or for, for its re, uh, censorship resistance, is more popular in Argentina than in most other countries, I believe. In most other countries, it's just a in scene or investing thing. In Argentina, it's still an investment thing, but you have a, a full range of other cases where people are using Bitcoin to some money abroad for traveling or, and those kind of, th- kind of things. That in Europe, I, I know I, uh, they, you don't really need that okay there's no issue there you can travel you can have the money in your in your bank account it's not an issue you don't have any special risk for that but for Argentina that's an issue and well uh, Bitcoin helps there and it's happening for many years and it's not not something new new it's not something also that all people is doing not we, we it's, it's not like saying like that but more and more people are doing it. More technology, technology savvy people are using it. So for developers, freelancers, and most people find a way. They, they will find a way to use it because uh, 40% cut when you receive money from abroad, abroad. Of course, nobody wants that. So they try to do everything to that. And when the the, the economic uh, you you get better numbers by using Bitcoin. Well. You will use Bitcoin, okay, or stablecoins, okay. It's not just Bitcoin. Bitcoin is an example, but but, but that's a use case that you don't see in Chile, you don't see in Europe, you don't see in the States, and I believe in Africa. How like you said, I believe it's also there, um, but Latin America is not also so popular. Argentina, maybe, and Venezuela, of course, where there are the two examples where those things happen, and. The rest of the Latin America is more or less okay in those kind of things.
0: Mm. Um, uh, last week or two weeks ago, maybe um, you posted something on Twitter that banks will now need to report who bought Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Uh, the central bank asked all financial ent- entities to do so. Um, yes. Do you fear um, much more regulation?
1: We don't really know what happened with that. It was, it's strange. I, I leaked that information. Someone from that works for a bank sent me, a Bitcoiner that works for a bank sent me though that email. That email was from the, from the bank association uh, and it was sent to them by the central bank and it it's, it's crazy because that was just an email. It was not an, uh, a formal way of asking to the banks. Okay. It's like the central bank say this, do this and complete this sheet, putting the, 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 the names and everything. But there was no law or resolution or something that says you have to do that. So it's, uh, I believe it's, it's sometimes things in Argentina are managed that way. That the, the central bank just say the banks do this in an informal way, and they do it because it's the central bank. But there was no law saying you have to do this. Uh, but yes, it's happening. We don't really know the why. Why we believe that it was done in this informal way because it was just to do some stats on and see more or less how the situation is. What I believe the bank, the the central bank wants to know is the local bank accounts of the local exchanges. I believe that is my view that what the local central bank is wanting to know is see the movements of the the bank accounts of the local exchanges and not more mainly the people, because also the bank doesn't know if someone is a Bitcoin or not using Bitcoin, the bank, what, what they see is the the money from the bank accounts going or in and out, but they don't know if there's Bitcoin related to that. Uh, What the bank knows is if it's giving a bank account to a company that is trading Bitcoin, like a local Coinbase, of course the banks know that. And I believe what the central bank is wanting to know is give me those accounts and I want to see the in and outs of those accounts. For what we don't know, and uh, Some people is, is always saying in Argentina is always saying okay so it's maybe a, a future tax or a future block or they wanted to see how big it is to block it if it is too big or try to block it of course. but uh, I believe if the central bank does that is a really bad situation for the central bank because it, even with the central bank not doing, doing nothing about this, this, we still have a lot of people using P2p. Peer-to-peer uh, trades because they are afraid of what the central bank could do. Okay, so um, most of the trades in these days are peer-to-peer, and not only peer-to-peer in cash. I say peer-to-peer in bank using platforms like Binance, Local Bitcoins, or Paxful that allow you peer-to-peer trades. And the the bank doesn't know what's happening there. Which they see in and out, but they doesn't know that's Bitcoin. So if the central banks try to block the the more formal regulated local exchanges, the, the local Bitcoin basis, uh, what they're going to do is that the, the few people that are using them they're going to go to peer to peer using Binance, and and that's it. The thing is we to go into Keep working, but the bank, the central bank, we know still less than now what, what's happening.
0: Exactly, because people will just move outside and go to peer to peer exchanges. Yeah. So banning Bitcoin is not an option actually for the central banks. Um, uh. so Franco, we're coming to an end soon. And um, I would like to ask you, um, what do you think, what do most people or maybe the, the mi- mainstream media overlook when they talk or think about Bitcoin?
1: Uh, I believe what is mostly overlooked is the censorship resistance. This, one of these all cases and useful cases I'm talking about, someone moving to Chile and people seeing money from abroad without a 40% cut, those all things. Are the censorship resistance? Are not the uh, most most media is talking about uh, the price. And let's be clear, the price is the most important thing in Bitcoin because most people is is in investing on saving money using Bitcoin. And saving and it's totally uh, really. I, I I have my savings in Bitcoin also. I use Bitcoin for that, and it's the main use case. But the other use case, the censorship resistance, is also too important. Uh, we need that uh, without that having the other, but without the censorship resistance, uh, it will make it impossible for people in Argentina to use Bitcoin, for saving Bitcoin, okay? Because saving Bitcoin will be too difficult if you don't you can't receive money from money. So I believe the main media is, is not talking about that. I don't know if it's better or not, but like, it really will be better if they talk about that because it's, it will, show these other things to to the people, that most people that doesn't know Bitcoin believe it's such a price and everything. And what I wanted to be clear is, it doesn't matter the price for this. Uh, For these use cases, Bitcoin could be $1 and you still could do it, what where I was talking about sending money abroad and everything. Uh, So Bitcoin, uh, in fact, most cryptocurrencies uh, work like this, but of course, Bitcoin is the most liquid, and where you have exchanges uh, in most countries, um, but the prices doesn't really matter. We, we can use it for that as a matter. One dollar, one hundred dollars, one million dollars. We can use to shunt happy capital controls. We still have the debate about these capital controls are okay or not. But uh, when you see that you have a forty percent cut. And this, this doesn't even include the taxes of everything, because people have, has the 40% cut, but they still have to pay all the taxes the, for the earnings and everything. This, it's not that it's just the 40%. It's 40% and you have a 50% maybe in taxes from other things. But so it's, it's, it's really crazy. There's no way... Some businesses in Argentina, you don't have a way to, be, to work by doing everything legally. I think there's there's no way of doing it legally because if you do you pay everything by the book, there's no way of working, okay? Some things that some some works, there's no way of doing it then legally. You have to do something that is not totally legal because you have no way.
0: Mm. So you're in Bitcoin now since 10 years, actually. Um what do you have any like predictions? What will happen in the next five years?
1: Yes. Well, 10 years, I didn't thought about that. But yes, I believe in June is going to be 10 years. Oh. I should do a part of something. But uh, what I see, uh, I, I, I'm always surprised. Yes. Uh, it's, it's always surprises me. I, when I got into Bitcoin, I never thought that's going to be the popular thing we have now, maybe. Are we popular now? I don't really know, but I believe it's more or less popular now, Bitcoin. So I never thought it going to be 1,000. I never thought it going to be maybe 100, yes, but 1,000, 10,000, numbers it's, it sound crazy. Of course, if I knew that, uh, I would plan, plan my life in a different way in those years. But of course, it's, it's easy to, to say now <laughs> with, with, with all things that is in the past, okay? but. Uh, but what I see is um I like it to be to do everything without the, the big media. I don't like with the with the good runs we have. I don't I don't like with everything one is talking about Bitcoin. I, I don't see that as a good thing. Maybe there's no other way, okay? Because when something Bitcoin is has a scarcity, because it's it is used by more people, the price is going to to get uh, bigger because there's more people using it, and and that's fine. But I would love it to be more gradually, okay? Uh, but you can manage people uh, if people buy it because it's going the price is going up, they do it, and okay, some people will get. They get, will you get the correction somewhere and some people are going to lose money for a few times, for a few years, maybe, and a lot of people I know got into Bitcoin in a bull run, okay, they saved it and they waited two years, three years, okay, now it's going okay, they, get, they got break even and that's fine for them now. Uh, I don't know. What I see is that I don't really believe we have going to have these crazy bull runs forever. Uh, I believe that somewhere the situation will be more stable, but I don't know when we are going to have that. Maybe <laughs> one bull run more. I don't know where, but I would love to have that because uh, for people in the community it's a lot of stress. The amounts of, of messages I have from people wanting to help, help about Bitcoin and it's all concentrated in, in a few months where there is a bull run and. Um, it's, it's a lot of stress for, for the companies, for the people in here to do education and think about Bitcoin, because it's, it's too crazy. Uh, we will see. I hope this gets stable for one, one of these days.
0: Yeah, I hope so, too. We'll see when this will happen. Um, Franco, please tell our listeners where, where they can uh, find and follow you and your work.
1: Uh, the best way to, uh, is Twitter. I believe you can contact me in Twitter or follow me in Twitter. It's arroba @franamati. Arro- uh, arroba ar- uh, @franamati is uh, my my handle there, and you can follow me there. And I, I tweet mainly in English. Sometimes my English is not good when talking, but in, when writing is okay, and it's sometimes in Spanish. So both languages, and follow me there. Thanks.
0: Yes, thank you. Anything uh, we didn't say that you want to tell our listeners uh, to close this interview? Uh, no, maybe maybe
1: uh, try to see for people from Europe, of course, try to see, try to imagine yourself in a place where you are in a country that has a lot of inflation, that you, it doesn't allow you to get to put the money abroad or receive money from abroad, so you are fixed in, in, in something that is really close and you have inflation and the government wants you to have pesos and they try to block every other way for you to convert those pesos to other things that are not goods or saving things. They try to block everything but because the, the, the truth is that the government eh, prefers the inflation because they print they money to spend that money and to pay with that money. So deflation is not going to, it's going to steal. And imagine yourself in that situation, and you will see that how Bitcoin could really help in many of those cases. Uh, So well.
0: Yes, and how it's the the only tool that we have, because it's the only uh, currency that's so uncensorable. There is no other than that. So and therefore, Bitcoin is freedom. That's what most people don't understand. I think, uh, in this sentence, Bitcoin is freedom. It's not about getting rich, it's about being able to, to do stuff like to open uh, the world for you, you know, that's basically as I see it. Yes, and most people listen
1: in, in first world countries. That's imagine they say they say you if you do everything legally you don't really need Bitcoin, okay? And they say those phrases, but in Argentina if you do everything legally, you are you are going to get wrecked by the government with the money because it's going to be having pesos and with fifty percent inflation, if you do everything legal in Argentina, you have your saving in Argentinian pesos, in two years you will get nothing, okay? So you have to find another way, even yeah. if it's illegal, you have to convert those pesos to something for you to don't get wrecked. So you will find a way and you will do things. Sometimes the things the government will say they're illegal, but there's no other way. And you, you can, you have to understand people from people abroad in foreign country. you have to understand that the people doesn't have, you have these governments and it's going to happen. And you can't save those pesos. You have to do something with the pesos.
0: Exactly. Thank you very much, Franco, for this great interview. It was very interesting. I learned a lot. Um, And I wish you a good day.
1: Well, thanks, Anita. It was a pleasure being here. So, good luck. and Bye to anyone there.
0: Thanks so much for joining the Anita Posh Show today to learn more about Bitcoin. You can find the show notes for this conversation on anita.link slash show. If you want to get the best stories in Bitcoin from my point of view in your mailbox, go to anita.link slash weekly and subscribe. And if you have a question or just want to send me some feedback, drop me a line at hello at anitaposh.com. See you next week when it's time for the Anita Posch Show. Music, start with yes, delicate beats. Content, idea and production, Anita Posch.